Well, today we're presented with the figure of Solomon, who is a prophetic image of our Lord Jesus Christ. Solomon is known uh, for some bad things that he's done, but in the uh, best take on him, the most charitable take on him, he's known for this, this the positive trait that he had of wisdom. Okay, so that's what he's associated with. He's and he's associated with wisdom all throughout the Old Testament, the Book of Proverbs, and later uh, writings like um, um, the Book of Wisdom itself, so forth and so on. They're associated with that figure of King Solomon, uh, and then uh, we have Jesus Himself, who is the wisdom of God made flesh, the wisdom of God incarnate. And so Jesus is here and he's teaching his disciples and giving to them wisdom. And uh, we're confronted with the question, what is the path of wisdom? How do we acquire it? And I think the Queen of Sheba learns a sort of a lesson. Okay, There are two different competing schools of thought about what the basis of wisdom really is. There is the sort of perennial classic understanding that wisdom begins with wonder. Okay, and so if you go back to the philosopher, ancient philosopher Plato, he says that philosophy, the beginning of philosophy is wonder. It's like, why? Wow. Ah. Oh, neat. Cool. I want to know. What's the explanation for that? Okay. Or is it, and this is a more modern and contemporary answer, the beginning of wisdom is skepticism doubt. I don't believe it. <laughs> what, what really, see, you see these are, the, these are two different competing understandings of what the foundation of the path of wisdom is all about. And uh, you can probably guess which one that I think is the correct school of thought, right? And I think the scripture teaches that as well. We see this in, in, um, in the Queen of Sheba. She doesn't believe it at first, but at the same time, her, her sense of wonder and her desire to know and to get a real explanation and to get wisdom, that wins out over her skepticism. So she, she hears of the wisdom of Solomon, kind of doesn't believe it, so she's a little bit skeptical. But then, you know, if you think about this, it's quite amazing. Here she is, she lives very, very far away from the land of Israel, somewhere in Africa. I don't know exactly where Sheba is, but it's not close. <laughs> and uh, she invests all of this money and all of these resources of her kingdom to take this trip and to go and see for herself King Solomon. That That's a really amazing thing. You know, that is a really amazing thing. And what that shows is that <coughs> she's prioritizing ultimate truth over temporal practicalities and goods and realities. And if only we could ourselves today order our society in that fashion, always putting ultimate truth and morality and goodness and wisdom first and foremost uh, above and beyond practical productivity and uh, money and so forth and so on. That's certainly what she does because she's got that heart of full that's full of wonder. She comes to Solomon and she starts to talk to him and she's asking questions. You see, she's asking questions. What's what? Why? What? Why? How? Duh, 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 duh. So she eventually really does go down that path of wonder and she she attains wisdom because of that. I'm reminded of a, a very famous debate uh, that was broadcast. Uh, I think right during World War II, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on the BBC in England between two British uh, philosophers. One was a, a Roman Catholic, a Jesuit uh, philosopher, priest by the name of um, Copleston, 
who wrote a, a kind of a famous like twelve volume history of Western philosophy, and uh, it's this Cobleston is uh, quite a quite an author, quite a thinker, very very good uh, scholar and philosopher from that time period. And then in contrast to Cobleston, you had Bertrand Russell, and Bertrand Russell, if you know, I mean he he's made very significant contributions to symbolic logic and to math in the twentieth century. He's a real thinker. At the same time, though, he's a skeptic. Okay, so these guys are, to me, the archetypical, uh, you know, contrast between this path of wonder and this path of skepticism. And they were debating about uh, morality and about the existence of God. And they had it. It was a broad, you know, live broadcast. And Cobleston gives the positive arguments for all of these things. And, uh, you know, Bertrand Russell's in the convenient position of basically just saying, no, I don't believe it. <laughs> You know, so who wins the debate, right? And uh, when it comes to, so on the existence of God, for example, Cobleson put together what's called a, a cosmological argument for God's existence, whereby you start with created realities and you keep asking, what well, we need a sufficient explanation for this existence. And if you keep questioning, if you keep always seeking why, you do eventually end up at the ultimate explanation, the ultimate why, which is God himself. Okay, so that's kind of, the, the general structure of how the, that argument works. So Copleston put together, put, put forth to Bertrand Russell this argument for God's existence, a cosmological version based on another philosopher by the name of Leibniz, this guy from the 1600s in the Germany. But anyway, so Copleston just, uh, you know, you know, he puts together a good argument, uh, but Bertrand Russell just at the end of the day basically says, I don't see the reason why I need to ask why. That's essentially what he ends with, you see. And that's so sad. You see how sad that is? And it's very, it's very inhuman. And it's ultimately contrary to reason. Because that, we always want to know why. And it, it's very non-human because, inhuman because you can see this in a child. See, children before they're corrupted by, you know, the adult world and various errors, you know, children don't know much but they don't have to unlearn much. That's the that's the beauty about a child. Okay. Whereas with adults, we can know a lot, but sometimes we've got to unlearn a lot of things. Okay. So you look at children, and they're always why, 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 why? They're why machines, and that really shows what true human, the true human uh, mind and and path towards wisdom really is, and it, it begins with wonder. So, my brothers and sisters, for us, can we like the Queen of Sheba. Also, here's another element I would add into all of this. If you look in our gospel today, Jesus lists, you know, he they don't understand. So they ask him a question, which is good, okay? And he explains the meaning of what he's talking about. And he, But isn't it interesting, though, he lists all the different things that defile a person, and he lists all these different vices that come from the heart, but he ends with foolishness. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? That's the last one. So that's the other indication is that there's a very clear connection between morality and wisdom. Okay, very few people are going to be truly wise if they're immoral. So that's that's really very important. That's another piece of this puzzle here. So for us, my brothers and sisters, can we choose a path of wisdom? Can we be like children? Can we always be in wonder and in awe? And we really do, as adults, need to study our faith. We've been given that gift of faith. And uh, there is a kind of a, a stance of questioning and wonder that is perfectly compatible by faith. And not only is it perfectly compatible with faith, it's really, it's really inspired by faith. Okay, 
And so it's not doubt, but it's why I want to know. I wonder. I want to understand. These two things seem to be contradictory on the surface. I want to know how. What's their deeper unity? What's their connection? How can I reconcile these things? We really do need to have that heart. How sad it is if we were content with just base. If the Queen of Sheba was content with just remaining in her palace and saying, "Ah, I don't care. I'm sticking right here." Right? We like her, we need to go forth, we need to go out, and we really do always need to be challenging ourselves uh, mentally, but then also morally as well. My brothers and sisters, this is the path of wisdom.